Hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Kitchen Table Talk with Jason. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Um, it's August 25th, and this is another mental health check in. So sit back, relax, and grab a snack and come on back. I begin to look back on my life. Uh, my earliest memory of myself is being scared, not liking myself. I remember I used to. spend a lot of time in isolation crying I used to look at myself in the mirror and just start to cry because I didn't like what I saw I remember you know, as a child I was so fragile I was so vulnerable and you know try as my mother tried she couldn't always be there because she had to work she didn't always noticed notice and you know she had a lot of stress going on in her life so she did the best she could with what you know she had and but what she knew because she was also young in her 20s you know trying to navigate life trying to figure things out i remember me at 6 years old and the trauma i went through i used to be so afraid of people i still am actually I remember people used to look like like adults <laughs> used to look like trees like you know tall monstrous three trees to me and as such I would always stay indoors and I would always cling to my mother's leg <laughs> because that was my way of hiding And even with all that, I used to smile a lot. I remember growing up, you know, that was always a comment that people said that, you know, you smile a lot. But smiling was just my way of coping. And I don't know, for some reason, you know, the older I got, the less I smiled because I learned to not hide behind a smile and to not waste my smile and joy on things that didn't really or truly make me happy looking back I have to say that I experienced so much trauma 
and there was one thing that was always constant the fact that I was always looking for love I didn't really feel like anyone really loved me much of those nights when I was crying myself to sleep I was just thinking you know no one loves me and I was just sinking more and more into self-pity and self-doubt and I poured myself into my schoolwork because I realized that when I got good grades or whenever I achieved anything in school that's when I was noticed that's when I was complimented that's when I got attention so I poured myself into that and I wasn't good at sports I wasn't good at a lot of stuff Um, so that was one thing I could be good at and that was one thing that would be my redemption I remember I think it was at even before it was at six or five years old I was sitting and I I was struggling with I think it was six years old I was struggling with the the mathematical uh, the multiplication table and I just said to myself one day I sat down I was like education is the key to my success and that I'll have to learn this table I'll have to be better 10 times better I'll have to try 10 times harder and then so I sat and I memorized a table and from that day on you know that kind of ethic that kind of drive just stuck with me I remember it was just around that time at six years old I also met my father and I think meeting him changed me honestly I could have done without meeting him but it changed me because it exposed me to things that to trauma that I could have done without I don't remember vividly the day because much of my earlier memory is quite fragmented and I think it's because I have buried them deep down in the depths of my mind just to forget what I remember was my graduation my sixth grade graduation and this man showed up and my mother she just presented me to to him he was my father and you know she didn't explain or didn't remember her explaining how because up until then you know the man I knew that was my father which is my mother's was my mother's partner is still my mother's partner you know was at home he was at home or maybe he was abroad then I don't know where he was at that point in time but she introduced me to him and you know that exact same summer I went to go 
spend the summer with him. And it was the first time I was introduced to another world. My father uh, had means. He had done very well for himself. You know, he had multiple cars and lived in a gigantic mansion. And to me, that was unbelievable. Someone who occupied a one-room apartment with my mother and my brother and my stepfather. You know, someone who had to go outside to use the toilet or to shower. Um, but I was okay in that bubble. I remember some of my happiest memories were in that uh, yard, that scheme, living with other people who lived like us, who maybe had some better means, but they were living in the same space and place, so we were not that very different, and we had a huge yard, so all the kids from the, all the different families, we, we would congregate in the yard, and we would, we, we would play dandy shandy, and we'd play karate, and we'd just, we'd just be kids, and it was just, we'd play water war, and sometimes, on some moments when things were beautiful and good all the parents would join and we'd all play together and it was just like one big happy family and I remember sitting up on the veranda and playing dominoes and playing marble and you know building cars out of juice boxes and doing races and climbing trees because in, in that yard we had like mango trees and we had tamarind trees and it was just all so beautiful and convivial and in those moments I was so happy because everything was so simple and easy and I remember meeting my father and um, going to spend the summers with him. I remember every time I used to board a bus to go to see him, I was like, you know, I'm going to hell. I'm going to this awful place. Even though the place where I was going, I had my own room. I had all expensive in access to all the delicious meals that, you know, I couldn't, my mother couldn't afford, you know, to have, you know, such elaborate menus. And we didn't, we, we often had the same things every day or some days we didn't have anything. But, you know, I was still happy because at least I was with her and I enjoyed the simplicity because I guess I didn't know better and that was what I was used to and to change and to you know go and be with this man who was told who I was told that was my father and you know who was judging and tried to change me and you know made me feel little and less and made me feel insecure because I wasn't masculine enough or I wasn't interested enough in you know carpentry and um, plumbing and all of those things that he was interested in and just meeting new siblings uh, that I didn't know before who really 
took advantage and took every moment to just be kids they were kids you know so you know they did some things that were unkind and um added to a lot of the trauma that i experienced at that young age and um but my cell is to say that i'm you know i have no regrets looking back i have no regrets and i think about you know where i am now at this age and stage in life and how all of that has impacted the way i see myself and who i am now and i'm realizing that deep down i'm still that little boy who who cried himself to sleep at night because he felt alone and scared and he felt unloved and i feel deep down i've been searching for that for a very long time just to be loved because i've loved myself enough for 2 3 4 and i've given enough love in my lifetime that i think that i deserve just for a moment just for a period to know how it feels for somebody to just love me and to just be there for me and just to lie there with me when i'm feeling gray and not to be comfortable in the silence with me and to just cuddle me and to let me know that everything is okay and i've had to go through a lot of things alone in life i've experienced some really horrific things things i don't talk about and things that maybe one day i will but at the moment i just refuse to speak on but i would really like to have the possibility to breathe and to just really have somebody to just share and talk to because i feel like i'm here present i'm feeling and i'm living and i'm going through life and just like anybody else i'm encountering challenges however though it's not though i'm thriving on my own and though i'm surviving on my own and though i'm doing just fine going through the vicissitudes of life it would be nice to just for one day week month maybe for a few years or maybe for forever to have someone there beside me to 
help me breathe when it gets hard to breathe. To put me at ease when I'm stressed and weary. To carry me when my feet, my legs become numb and my feet begins to hurt from walking barefooted on the harsh pavement of these streets called life. That's all I want. That's all I want. Just to have a connection. And I feel like as the years go by, like sands in the hourglass, I'm missing out. I'm going going further and further away from having that experience or having that history. of building with somebody because at this point in my life I'm already building and you know five years from now I probably would be more established and I would love to meet somebody now at this point in my life where I'm building so we can build together you know if I meet somebody at 35 40 I'm already built and they should already be built and they will already have history with somebody and they will already have the skin in the game and things invested and memories with other people and we'll be building together but it will be a different kind of building. But I just wanted to jump on here and just share just a few of my random reflections, contemplations upon my life today, where I'm at now, on this journey. Have a lovely Sunday and um, I hope you'll have a great week ahead. This has been another episode of Kitchen Table Talk with Jason. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye-bye.